Welcome to Enoughness. My name is Lisa Wang, national champion and Hall of Fame gymnast turned serial entrepreneur. This is a show that dives into the deeply personal stories of top business leaders, entrepreneurs, artists, and athletes who share the defining inflection points that help them embrace their life's purpose and answer the question, how much is good enough? What's up, guys? Today is a special episode because it's a special time of year. It is that time of year when we look back and start taking inventory of all the things that have happened, all the things that we've done, and hopefully take a bit of time to reflect on the wins that we've had, the things that we're grateful for and what we've achieved. A lot of us will start to take a moment to reflect on the lessons we've learned. And in the midst of those lessons, what happens is that we start to realize all the things we didn't do. All the mistakes that we've made, all of the goals that we didn't manage to achieve. And as we're prepping for the new year, we're starting to make all of these new resolutions. And there's pressure. There's pressure to do better and more next year, to get fitter, to make more money, to finally launch that side hustle that we've been dying to do. And before you start going down that track, I just want to have you say with me, 2017, I love you. I'm grateful for all the things that you've brought with it, good and bad, because if it weren't for this year, I wouldn't be launching into next year as strong and as powerful as I'm going to be. So if you're like me, 2017 was both tumultuous and transformative of a year in so many ways, personally, For me, this has been one of the hardest, yet also the most rewarding year of my life because I started to finally ask myself the most important question. I started asking myself the question, why? Why am I the way that I am? Why do I believe the things that I do? Why do I behave this way in certain situations? And why do I react to certain things and certain people. All of these questions were part of my journey of self-inquiry this year, and it has opened so many doors for me. Some of these doors were really, really, really painful to open. And as you start opening your doors and you start to ask yourself these why questions and really questioning who you are, I promise you it's worth it because that's going to bring you closer to the person that you want to be. I believe that self-awareness brings clarity and clarity brings purpose and purpose brings liberation and happiness. And isn't that what we're all seeking after all? Just to be free and be happy. So as we head into the new year, I'm going to share with you some of the most important lessons I've learned that have catapulted my success both internally and externally this year, and I know will help you as you launch into the new year and catapult on your own personal journey towards achieving your goals and finding that success that you've always dreamed of. Before we get started, I want to give a huge shout out to all of the fans who reviewed the podcast last week. And this week, I want to give a shout out to one of our uh, reviewers of the week, 
and that is Catherine Ulrich. Catherine is a managing director at First Mark Capital, and she wrote, Listening to the Enoughness podcast should be your New Year's resolution. This is a critical message. Lisa addresses the top topic that holds most people back, wondering if they are enough to achieve their dreams. Listening should be your New Year's resolution. Thanks so much, Catherine. And if you are interested in getting shouted out next week, I'd love, love, love to hear what you think about the podcast, what you enjoyed, what you learned, um, and I'd love to share your insights with all of our listeners. All you have to do is head over to the iTunes store or wherever you're listening to this podcast and leave a review. So without further ado, here are the most important lessons I've learned in 2017 and will be bringing with me into the new year. Lesson number one, who you are is never set in stone. You have complete power to change yourself, to change your mindset, so don't let others dictate what is true for you. This is something that I worked really hard to understand, and it's a concept that some people never fully grasp. Because we walk around with stories and labels about ourselves that are a result of experiences that we've had, the things people have told us about ourselves, and we start to cement these things as true, as who we are. For example, I always labeled myself, until very recently, as a person who's shy, who's introverted, indecisive, bad at public speaking, and I realized that these are just stories that I'm perpetuating within myself. And here's the thing. They don't have to be true if I decide that they're not going to be true anymore. The mistaken belief that we have for ourselves is that who we are now is just who we are. And any deviation from this is being, quote unquote, inauthentic. But who's to say that who you are now is the authentic you at all? I mean, is shy Lisa an authentic Lisa? I don't know. I don't think so. Because I used to think, how is it that I can be open and eloquent to friends that I trust, but the moment I walk into a conference room with people I don't know, I just clam up and I, I can't speak. I knew that this wasn't my authentic self. And one day I just woke up and I was like, I'm so tired. I'm tired of not being able to speak my mind because I know I've done the work. I know I've done everything to be prepared for this meeting and my voice needs to be heard because I have things to say, I have things to teach, and I'm going to just stop being shy. I'm not introverted. And I interrupted my own story because I believed that I had the power to change and what other people thought of me or what I believed other people thought of me, stopped dictating who I wanted to be. So don't box yourself in. Just because you've been shy all your life, or you've been bad at math, or you are a bad public speaker, it doesn't mean that you need to be that now. For example, if you are shy, just take that one small action to speak up tomorrow at that meeting, 
to that stranger on the street. These were all exercises that I did. And when I first did it, it felt really weird. It felt really weird not to have everything prepared and everything perfect and ready to say in this neat little package. But it's all about interrupting those stories that we've told ourselves our whole lives. I mean, listen, if all it took was information to change ourselves and articles, we'd all be skinny rich and happy. But there's so much information out there and you can Google whatever you want and it's there for you. But why can't you change? You can't change from information alone. You have to change by telling yourself that who you are right now that you're dissatisfied with doesn't have to be who you're going to be tomorrow. You need to interrupt that story that you've been telling yourself and remove that label that you've put on yourself for so long. You interrupt yourself and ask yourself the question, why? Why am I the way that I am? And if this isn't the self that I want to be, then how do I get there? If you want to be a public speaker, start believing it. Start with a micro-action. Start volunteering to give the presentation and raising your hand first. Do the thing that's uncomfortable because it's that thing that feels weird and uncomfortable is probably the thing that you need to do most. Can you believe that for the majority of my life, really until this last year, I believed that I was a bad public speaker? And not just bad, like terrible public speaker. I made all these excuses for why I couldn't do it. I never took debate. I never had real lessons. I didn't really know how to have different inflections or tones. I didn't know the technique. But then necessity forced it. Because as any entrepreneur knows, if you can't sell your startup, your startup's going to die. And I started forcing myself out of my comfort zone. And it started with just changing my mindset and saying, I am a public speaker. And I'm not just a public speaker. I'm a great public speaker with a message that people need to hear. And this past year, I went from zero public speaking experience to keynoting the World Entrepreneur Forum, CES, IBM Think Leaders, the World Summit on Innovation Entrepreneurship, and most recently at the Chief Innovation Officer Summit, which was a room full of people who had more experience, more years of work under their belt, who knew more about innovation probably, or at least had the technical training. And here I was standing up telling my stories, and I knew that I had one purpose, and that was to move people, to tell them my story so that they could improve their businesses and improve their lives. I believed I had a genuine message to say, and I was like, I am a great public speaker. And I changed the story about myself. I changed my own label. So that's something that you need to start doing if you really want to work towards that person that you're going to become. So question your beliefs about what is true and never ever live a life where you aren't proud to say goodbye to tomorrow. Don't let others dictate what's true for you because you and only you have the power to change yourself and decide who you will be tomorrow. There's never a perfect time or a perfect plan 
to start changing and just taking that first step, taking that first small step towards that version of yourself you want to be and that larger vision for yourself, it just starts today. Just remember that who you are is never set in stone. If you can take that first step, everything else will fall into place. Lesson number two, actively cultivate your tribe of trusted friends and cut people out who aren't serving you. Never underestimate the influence of the people you surround yourself with. They say that you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with, and this is true of every single aspect of your life. You're the average salary of the five people you surround yourself with. You're the average mood of the people you surround yourself with. So if you're around people who are optimistic and growth-oriented, then you're going to be more optimistic and growth-oriented. If you're around people who are negative and complainers, you're also going to be more negative and a complainer. So bring in the positive, cut out the negative. I personally had a huge transformation with this year because I realized that one of the individuals I was spending most of my time with was not serving me at all. And I finally just cut that person out of my life. Looking back, it was an abusive and toxic relationship that made me genuinely believe that I was unworthy, that I didn't have vision, that I wasn't able to make good decisions, that I was undeserving of the things I was receiving. And that relationship had so much power over me. It's crazy. On the outside, it looked like everything was great. But on the inside, man, it was tough. And my tribe, my friends, they were the only reason I was able to get through it all. The only reason I was able to make a clean break was because I had so much incredible support around me from my friends, my family, from the people who really lifted me up and reinforced the things that were great about myself. People who believed in me and my worthiness before I truly believed in it myself. And I can't tell you how incredible and necessary that was for me to get through that point in my life. We all make excuses for why we need to stay in something, some relationship, some situation, some job, and oftentimes it's because there is some positive side to it. And also, sometimes it just feels like a sunk cost. It's like, I've spent so much time invested into this one person. I personally had spent 2.5 years invested in this relationship, but things change. People change, and that's okay. If someone isn't lifting you up, cut them out. One person can drain everything. And on the flip side, one person can also make an incredibly positive difference in your life. So seek those people out, bring those people into your life, and be that positive influence for other people as well. Lesson number three, ask for help and actually accept it. For many of us, it's really hard to ask for help. We've been trained to figure it out ourselves, to do everything ourselves, and believing that asking for help is a sign of weakness. I know this was a huge barrier for me because I was always afraid of sounding dumb, of feeling like I should already know this. I would think that people have this image of me of having everything all together. And I thought, what if they judge me if I ask? But 
In reality, I just had to get over myself. This is the first step. Just get over yourself. No one expects you to do everything perfectly or do everything yourself. Most people are so busy hoping that they won't sound dumb that they don't even have space in their minds to judge you. And even if they do, so what? If you never ask, you'll never get the answer. Plus, people love to be asked for help. It actually makes them feel good, and it's a sign of you trusting them. It's saying, hey, I think you're an expert at this, and I'd love to get your thoughts. Just remember that if you're going to ask, also be ready to give something yourself. You don't want to be that person who always takes, takes, takes. And when I say give, I don't necessarily mean being an expert at something and giving all this tactical how-to advice. Sometimes giving simply means being there for that person when they need you. Being a listening ear and holding space for them and saying, hey, I'm here for you whenever you need me and truly meaning it. The ability to ask for help and not just ask, but really opening up without fear of judgment and accepting that help is transformative for personal relationships, for business. Personally, it's helped me find mentors that I otherwise never would have found. I started a mastermind group that meets every other Sunday where I bring people together, where we help each other grow, work through challenges, give feedback. And it's amazing because we're all these hustlers and high achievers. But in this space, we have the opportunity to say, hey, I need help. And also, how can I help you? Lesson number four, gratitude changes everything. One of the main reasons why people are unhappy is that they don't take time to be thankful for everything they already have. I think anyone who's listening to this podcast and has a smartphone can be thankful. You have the internet at the touch of your fingers and you can Google and learn anything you want right now, literally anything. Sometimes I wake up in the morning and I start looking at my phone, I look at the emails, the notifications, and I start getting stressed out. And then I take a deep breath and I think, how lucky am I? I'm in a soft bed. I'm in a warm room. I have a roof over my head. I'm in New York City, a place where so many people can only dream of being. I have the freedom to choose who I'm going to become. I'm healthy. Man, I am so lucky. And I start my day off like that, with grace, with gratitude, and when you go through life like that, everything starts to change. Take time to be thankful for the things you've achieved. Rather than just comparing yourself with others and thinking about how much you have not done, say to yourself, I am awesome, and I've done a lot this year. And every step is a step forward, even if it feels sometimes like a step backwards. Because every failure is also an opportunity to learn. In addition to having gratitude for what's on the outside, take time to be thankful for what the universe has given you, those unique strengths and traits that make you uniquely you, that are already inside of you naturally. Don't focus on the one thing that's wrong, because that's what our brains are naturally trained to do. 
we forget about all the amazing things about ourselves and we just focus on the fact that I'm not this way, I'm not good enough at that. But when you start focusing on those things within your possession already, everything starts to open up. For example, for the longest time when people asked me what were my strengths, I would just mutter something about how I'm kind of good at doing events or bringing people together, but I didn't really believe that about myself. And it took someone else to say, you know, all those times when you're working till 11 p.m. and, you know, I was the only person in the office and I would think, what is wrong with me? Why can't I stop working? And and that person reframed it and, and she said, you have discipline and that's a gift. It's a gift that you have the ability to stay there and work. And I've never seen it in that frame. I always thought there was just something wrong with me. And I would focus on what was wrong and what I needed to improve rather than embracing the things that were gifts. So when you think about yourself, try to go easier. Think about the things that you are good at. And if you have friends, ask them. Sometimes it's just easier to get outside of yourself and your friends will tell you what they love about you. So be thankful for your friends, to your family, for your environment. And be thankful to yourself for all the blessings that you've been given. Be thankful for your failures, for your mistakes. And I mean this genuinely, not in some woo-woo sort of way, like everything was meant to be as it was meant to be, but your failures and mistakes and that pain and those tough times are real blessings. And I'll even say this for some of the toxic relationships I've had, a gift If it hadn't been for that person and those experiences, I never would have transformed into the person I am. I never would have had the realizations I've had, and I wouldn't be skyrocketing to the next stage in my life with as much speed and as rigor as I am now. Maybe I wouldn't have even launched this podcast, which is something that I've been dying to do for so long. So holding on to grudges, holding on to anger, It hurts no one but yourself. It doesn't hurt that other person. It's just you. When you have gratitude, you start living a life of abundance. And every single day is a gift. Every day is an opportunity, not an unmovable wall of difficulty. When we talk about happiness... It's not about finding those crazy experiences, those adrenaline rushes, and it's not some foreign state that we try to reach, that we'll never reach. Happiness is a habit, and it starts from having gratitude for all the little things, the gifts that are already in your life. And the final lesson for this year is to live for a purpose that is bigger than yourself. You might think that you'll be happy when you achieve this or that, once you get this much money, once you can afford this apartment, once you can find that special person in your life. Realizing that external success does not bring internal happiness is critical. Because without even realizing it, so many of us end up living this way, always reaching for more and more and more, trying to prove something, prove some sort of point. 
whether to ourselves, to others. Without even knowing it, you might be carrying some residual baggage where you're trying to prove something to that kid in middle school who used to bully you, to the significant other who dumped you. The truth is, is that there will always be more to want. There will always be someone better and richer and smarter than us. So in many ways, this pursuit of perfection for yourself is in vain. I finally started finding my purpose when I stopped asking, what do I need to do to better myself? But rather asking, what can I do to serve the world? There is no greater happiness than feeling like you've played a part in changing someone else's life. When you've given everything you have and left it all on the field for the pursuit of creating some sort of positive change, not just for yourself, but for other people. I think happiness comes when what we're doing externally is aligned with who we are internally, with our values and our beliefs. And I think a lot of people try to compartmentalize. They act one way at work, another way in their personal lives. And it's really scary to try and live the same way in both. But when we open ourselves to the risk of actually living congruently, in a way that is congruent to our values, we naturally will live our purpose. There's a lot of pressure to find your purpose, and that causes a lot of turmoil for people. But it's not necessarily about finding your purpose, but your purpose finding you when you're ready and open and giving. Coming from a place of abundance is where you'll start to find your purpose. And when you can start living in alignment with that purpose that's bigger than yourself, everything else is going to fall into place. So there you have it. These are the most critical lessons I have distilled from my past year. And again, it was this crazy, crazy year of a lot of ups, a lot of downs. And I'm so thankful for every single one of those experiences. I'm so thankful for every person that I've met on this journey. And I'm so thankful that I have the opportunity to share this with you. I'd love to hear what you got out of this episode. I'm so excited to hear your resolutions as well and what you want to achieve, how you're going to find your purpose next year or let your purpose find you. Um, I think that life is just a beautiful journey. I am excited to go on this with you. Please let me know what you would like to cover, what sorts of topics, what you're struggling with. Always feel free to tweet at me or send me a note on Instagram. I'm the same handle, at LisaWorks, L-I-S-A-W-O-R-X. And if you would be so kind, this is how the podcast survives please leave a note, a review on the iTunes store. Just head on over, hit subscribe, and let me know what you thought. And I'll be shouting out to some of my favorite fans for next week. Thanks so much for listening and have an incredible beginning to your new year.